Okay, we're going to talk about the Apple event, um, the Article 13, oh, fuck. and uh, what did Facebook do this week? No, we just it, kidding. We just ignored it. <laughs> just kidding. No, they did something. They banned uh, white supremacists. Oh. Let's save it for next week when there's inevitably something. Yeah, where Related. Twitter says we're not going to ban that. Oh, and there's uh. also this other thing, and this actually happened in 2017 already, but this kind of go into effect. It's like the UK porn ban. Oh, yeah, they're going to get vouchers. Who's Did you, you see it? Wait, no, what happened? Okay, the, the uh, let's talk about it. Let's, blah, blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. You're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, a show about technology and how it's changing the world around us. I'm your host, Owen Williams, and joining me today are your co-hosts. Hey, Kamati. Zach Grosser. We're Hello. all back together. We're all back What's together. Up? What a crazy <laughs> week. It yeah. really has been. There's so much happened. Like, I feel like everything and nothing happened. Yeah, like the like when is Stadia coming out and what's coming out? What when is Apple TV nothing. Plus coming yeah. out and what's coming out? Like we don't know anything. What does it cost? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit, I think yeah. we should launch straight into it then with the, the porn thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Welcome. What now, a segue. So, no, the thing is, like, I mean, this is a thing that happened in 2017. They keep delaying it, actually. Okay, yes. So, the UK um, got um, <laughs> what, what, what a, a bill, I guess, uh, yeah. approved um, t- to make sure that people on the internet that watch porn are actually 18 years old. Can I have... Can I just ask, where do they have time to do this amid all the Brexit stuff? Oh, no, no. Well, yeah, 2017, exactly. they didn't feel like the, the oh. pressure yet. They they aren't feeling the pressure right now, I feel like. I don't know. Other tough things. Until the day Let's Brexit happens, about. nobody thinks it's going to happen. So yes. that's the thing. Okay, so they want to ban porn? No, they, no, they don't want to ban porn. They want to ban uh, underage people and from seeing porn. The way that they're implementing it is funny. So it's like at your ISP and it's on by default. So you have to like call them and be like, I want the porn, please. You're not allowed to okay. automatically do it. <laughs> there is even more to this story. And it's it's this actually, it gets like a couple of levels yeah. crazier. It's so ridiculous. So the, the thing is, um, so <laughs> yeah. the, the idea of like you being of age for watching porn, I mean, I can, I can get behind that. Um, sure. I mean, in a way like, 16 I'm not year old sure. Boys, maybe not, but right. And I like. I mean, I think most people start watching porn when they're younger, and there will definitely still be ways to watch porn when you're younger. VPN, but of course. But <laughs> uh, that's the whole. That's the kicker. Um, the thing is, what's really interesting about this is like the way they started implementing this because actually, so they started out in 2017 with this with this ban or rule or whatever the fuck, and then they were like, okay, so how are we gonna do this? So they. Pers- postponed it like for a while twice i think even yes because they didn't get the tech to work so well so okay so that's a funny thing because it made me think of like if you would go to bacardi.com right yeah or like some website about whatever like a r18 game they're like what's your birthday i just use like 1960 january 1st it lets you in right yeah that's what they thought they would do at first yeah which is of course well stupid but um so the, the way that they made it work is there's two options as I know, uh, first option is that you do it online. So you get your uh, driver's license or idea. <laughs> I need to be like, um, what you, um, Jesus Christ, that they review it. And then yeah, they'll you send say, them your uh, driver's license number. Yeah. And then they say, okay, yes, you can watch the porn. Um, but now you're like in the system as a porn now watcher. Now the porn yes. site knows who you are. And so the crazy thing about this is that the... Um, 
uh, the tech that checks your driver's license number is made by the biggest porn website in the the UK. That's the parent company. Yes. So that means that um, the smaller porn websites also need this tech, but they need to buy it from the bigger ones. So this kind of like breaks. yeah, the level playing field for porn websites in a way. That and also just like it, now they know where you're going and what you're doing on yeah, the porn so sites. They, yeah, it's so, great. Yeah, so <laughs> your your name is now basically stuck to that. But there is, of course, also another way to do this, and it's even better. You it is go truly beautiful to the corner store and get a voucher, a porn voucher. Oh my god! <laughs> like literally, it's a, a paper thing. Yes. And, and you you, you, it's like, I would like one porn, please. Like, it's like a reusable. This is amazing. It's amazing. Yes. Okay, so. But also, that defeats the purpose, right? Because now your mate who's 18 can go and buy you a porn voucher and give it to you. Yeah. It's like buying but, beer. And yeah. it's also, but now it's embarrassing. Yeah. But and like, people can potentially can... track you. Like, let me just, like. Here's a suggestion if you live in the UK. There's a great VPN called NordVPN. Yeah. No, <laughs> but seriously, though, notes. the thing is, using a VPN is not illegal. You can do that. Um, you should do that. You should do that. It's probably more safe. Um, but it, it's kind of, yeah. It's, again, one of those rules that is made by people that don't that don't seem to be on the internet at all. Can I, can I like, ask? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... This seems like a very, like, American, like, conservative, prudish stance from, mm. you know, the government or the large corporations or, or whichever body, like, started this legislation. Usually these bills are written by some, like, conservative think tank group. UK has a and, conservative government. Right. Well, that's what I want to ask a little bit um, from, like, an American perspective. Mm. So, like we saw with Tumblr, like... That's sort of like the consensus of a lot of these corporations is to err on the side of like what conservative parents would want. Sure. And it's like Apple doesn't do like nudity on their TV Ugh. service and has like the explicit warnings and has all these parental filters. It, it seems like that sort of ideal. And my perspective of Europe, at least, so we'll get to the UK in a second, but my perspective <laughs> of Europe is like there are commercials with nudity here for like the yeah. orange yeah. juice. And like, coming here to visit like that's true but the uk Um, is so different that's what i wanted to ask like is there a huge difference in that culturally between the uk and mainland europe yeah so i think it's funny because i lived in the uk for a while and what i felt like people from the uk actually call europe the mainland Mm -hmm. like it's kind of far like there is a divide for sure and also like culture there kind of reminded me of american culture more than it did of my yeah, and they're European very worried culture. about like how they will corrupt themselves and like wh- why. Sh- I mean, it's it's like this whole obsession with like. But then they also feel a bit better. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, but we'll be the ones who are pure. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, both both countries started from very like conservative Christian roots. Yeah. The UK, I think, fell off. Like, this is very political, maybe, but I think it just fell off a little bit because it didn't really know what its identity was as well. Like when it became part of Europe became more complicated for them i think but it's all i mean this is i think a universal thing and i think it's also going on in the netherlands because like we always see ourselves as being like super progressive and whatever the fuck and now we're at a point where we just yell that we're progressive but we're actually aren't progressive anymore Mm. at all like i mean weed is more legal in the u.s now abortion clinics are closing here abortion 
Yeah. The Nazi party was elected to have a majority in the government recently. And they say really wild shit, like, we should, like, purify the Netherlands. But that's the thing with this UK thing as well, is it sells really well on paper. Like, if you say at the polls or whatever, like, we're going to make it so that your children can't see porn on the internet. Like, parents love that shit. It doesn't mean anything. Or, well, actually, it doesn't mean it's a good idea the way that it sounds. Like, it doesn't... It you, sells. I think I you really hate... nailed it, Frederico. Of like, this is clearly from people that don't have as de- deep of an experience of the internet as it is. But because this is universal in every country right now. If we like, this is the exact segue into the copyright thing, which became law yesterday in Europe, technically the UK for now. Uh, where now it's like, if you, I mean, this it's Article thirteen and eleven, which are now fifteen and twenty seven. By the way, just to make it even what? more confusing. <laughs> They became law basically because of the a majority vote, which means that without changes to the text, we now like if you link to something online, you could get charged money. That's number one. And they and they this this was all motivated from them wanting to like help publishers help publishers fight up against the Googles of the world. Yeah, and but, Facebook. And so like, I read this like press release this morning from the European Union about that one and they were saying like oh you know 50 percent of people browse news on aggregator sites and don't click anything i was like no shit it's because the the excerpts tell me i don't want to click on it like yeah and headline writing has gone so literally really if bad. i would yeah exactly but even a headline is included and in, under this law you can't even put the headline because they might send you a fee for a license okay well then how am i supposed to find these stories google news will shut down but like that's they're so dumb because it's like okay publishers are like well we don't want our stuff in to show up in google search okay well i'll never find it you also have the power to do that like turn on your robots.txt like (laughs) like bbc just did this but here's the listen i just 100 like i've been listening to you guys talk now for a while and i 100 don't get what this is about it's about what is the purpose finding people The purpose of this law is to help publishers win control back. Okay, but like the way to do it is by making it impossible for me to read anything. Yeah, well, they don't like aggregators, so this so, is the media okay. So perspective is this the kind of thing where um, the publishers are the captain and the tech is like the ship, and they're like, if we go down, you also go down with yeah, us. Yeah, a little bit. It's also like a bit strange because they blame Google News for them. And, and other, agri- like Flipboard or something, uh, they blamed them for the decline of like their homepage. You know, like everybody in the old days would go to the guardian.com, to bbc.com, to whatever website you would go to. But what is the argument for this? Like They think that this will give them control and a way to license their content. But what they don't understand is like, and this is what's crazy to me, This there's a law like this in Spain already. And the uh, overnight, so they lobbied for it hard for two years. It's Spanish only right now. Um, they put it into law. It's a link tag. So if you would link on a YouTube video, like even for us, if we put something in the show notes and link any of their content, to a Guardian they article, could charge us for it, right? Now, in Spain, what happened is overnight, Google was like, okay, well, that's law. Well, Google News is no longer available in your country. So they just turned it off because they were like, well, we can't run this because there's too many parties to negotiate with. Um, it's each. It's each. Pu- so let's use like real examples. Well, right? hold on. This is what happened, though. Google News shut down. A bunch of publishers went bankrupt within months because the traffic disappeared. 40% of their traffic just overnight from all the aggregators. And then all the startups went under because they're not allowed to drive. It, it just It's a disaster. 
And so, yeah, so what's what's your... Well, it's, well, it's interesting when you say it like that because it's like if Google is responsible for 40% of their traffic... Well, it's not... Something... I mean, like, aggregators. No, let's just say. Let's yeah, just say, sure. for example, Google's responsible for 40%. It is a problem that needs to be solved, but... Is this that a wasn't... problem? Yeah, because it's, it's probably not the best for companies like Google and Facebook to own the majority of the internet yes. traffic. I would they argue do. that that's the publishing industry's problem more than... I think it's everybody's problem. Yeah, well, because, yeah, like, exactly. we don't want Facebook to own the internet. Yeah, right? exactly. But that's the thing is like, that's a different thing. That's a monopoly. Okay, so uh, let's let's go back to like a tangible example so I can yeah, understand sure. this a little better. Okay, so I'm the Guardian. Yep. And I write an article about GDPR. Uh, yeah, yeah, GDPR. Okay, GDPR. Yeah, yeah. And um, you Google GDPR, yep. whatever, uh, and currently it shows up. On the top in the carousel. On the top in the carousel. And yep. they want... Google to pay them now yeah. for, you know, 10 cents or whatever. Per view. Per view. Oh, so Google says, like, this. Uh, the publisher says this content is really cool. The publisher um, says and it's, it's worth something. And Google, you're serving it for free to everyone. And I want you to pay for it. Yeah, I have a copyright on that headline. Well, yeah, okay. In a way, that makes sense. But wow. it's never going to work. But, but it's also, it goes beyond that, right? Because it's like, if I personally post it to my Twitter account, The Guardian wants me to pay. Yeah, exactly. And same with a YouTube video. If you quote a verbatim, an article, like if we were like go on The Guardian and say it out loud right now, they could find us. So it's like I, as an individual, wanted to share this article. Now The Guardian wants me to pay for that. Do, how, it goes as far this, as like did... Slack. If you would paste a link and Slack would automatically extract a snippet from but it, they would the have to pay. This is the works. This is the base of the internet. That's why it's broken. And that's not even the start of the shit. The other law is even more ridiculous. Like Article... What did, I, what did I say? Article 13 and 11. Those are the old names. Article 13 now requires websites like YouTube to pre-screen all content for copyright oh, infringement, yeah. including like remixes and stuff. So like fair use doesn't apply anymore. But that's, that's, that's so funny because that's typically one of those things that someone like made up a rule or whatever the fuck. And then there is such a big like ethical debate behind that as well. And like, what mean, does this mean? And like, it's almost like... If it, like the 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 whole is a remix, um, fair use. Yeah, is already like such a big topic According that people to have law, been yes. fucking talking about for yeah. decades. Like we, it's not a thing you can conclude on and say like. And it's gonna kill stuff because it has to be automated. Cool. So all videos are gonna get caught for no reason. And again, like just a more tangible example because I'm not a YouTuber making yeah. music remixes. Sure. If I post a meme on Instagram. Instagram would, has to scan it while it uploads and say, does this exist on our platform or is other it platforms copyrighted content? And they have to so, determine if it's copyrighted. It's it taken down. No, but, it's more complicated. They have to determine if it has a copyright. Yeah. How do you know? This is impossible. The system doesn't exist. The fines on this are outrageous. And the system doesn't exist to well, check for so, this. So right? it does, in a, but it's so bad that like all the big companies have come out and said, like, this is such, like Google. Hold uh, up or not hold up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hot dog, not hot dog. Literally, doesn't work. <laughs> so Google, when that like whole thing in New Zealand happened, I'm, I'm putting that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, hot dog, not hot dog. So when so when that whole like the the terrorism in New Zealand happened, Google was seeing so many uploads of videos, one per second, that they uh they they wrote this article about how they dealt with it, which is 
by the way, 10x better than what Facebook has done, which is say nothing. Facebook was the worst. Um, and so what they said is like, okay, so there were so many uploads of this that we have this like algorithm we've been working on internally to try and detect this kind of content, but we know it's not very reliable. So what we did is we turned it on. And what they mean by not reliable is it's too eager. Like it deletes everything that it thinks could. And so they, they were saying they were catching hundreds of thousands of unrelated videos. They broke like functionality to do it. They did all this stuff. And that tells you everything. If Google, the most funded company in the world to try and stop terrorist related content, can't even detect one video, copyright's fucked. Like the, the bar is low there already and like they couldn't do it. So it's... It's really like we're going to create a third internet, 100%. There's going to be this, this is gonna, like there's the Chinese internet, which we all know about. It's like right. all these like WeChat, whatever. There's going to be the European internet where we can't access stuff like YouTube or like it'll be a limited subset of YouTube. And then there's the open internet, which is just everyone else. And I'm sure there's some EU lawmaker somewhere that's excited like, oh, good. All the tech startups in Europe will have customers that demand. No, they really, and they really see this think as that. a good thing. That's the thing. I think this is like the last nail in a coffin of European like startups. I 100%, like even for my newsletter and stuff, I'm at huge risk running my business here now. I would actually oh, no. consider moving it to a different country. I've got about a year. It's like seriously out of control. Like, because I link to a lot of people. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Because the internet is built on this. Yeah, it's all linked. It's it's like uh, the Electronic that's, that's Frontier Foundation said that it's a um, a front on hyperlinks. It's basically saying, "Hey, um, great cars, but I we, we're not gonna do wheels anymore." There's a tax Go on fuck wheels yeah. usage. <laughs> so, uh, what's really outrageous though is what happened yesterday. Is like, so they voted on Tuesday. Yeah. Yesterday, all 10 MEPs, which is like the European representatives, came out and said they pushed the wrong button by accident. They want to revote. Well, and the European Council was like, sorry, no revote. And that, it passed by five votes. Oh, my God. So yeah. they would have voted against. So they didn't understand the question, actually, is what they said. Uh, and so like they we're in this like weird paradigm where it feels like a lot of people know it's shit. Five million people signed a petition about this, by the way, which is outrageously big for Europe. Uh, we don't usually get <laughs> that many signatures, um, but it's really problematic, even for shows like this. Like if we would say the exact headline, I, I, nobody really knows how it's going to work. And that's what's so problematic about it. Like, fine, go after well, copyright. I mean, GDPR was like that. Nobody really yeah. knew how it was going to work. But it had actually more noble causes, right? Like GDPR was vague in a and really user pro user way. This is like vague in a pro corporation way. And that's, it's going to be, I think Google News will shut down in a matter of months here. Not even that. Like, we won't be able to access it. Well, maybe you'll be able to access Apple News. Hey! There's a segue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved, at the end of it, um, I think uh, Tim Apple said something like, um, uh, we'll be launching in the US and Europe starting with the UK. And I'm like, it won't be there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, maybe he's like optimistic. Con the continent of Europe, not the uh, like European Union of Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's what they all say. Yeah. So look, this Apple thing. Okay. On Monday, Apple had uh, an event. A services event. Interesting. Uh, I would call it a media event, but they called it services. Oof. Oof. Shows, I would call right? it a wealth extraction event. I think. Calling it a services event kind of tells you all you need to know because the branding has been really a shit show on all the services they launched. Um, Apple News Plus. Apple Card. 
not plus. Apple Arcade. Also not plus. Apple TV and Apple TV Plus. Well, the Apple Apple so Apple TV the hardware didn't change. That's Apple true. TV app, the TV app on Apple TV, <laughs> Mac OS and iOS, we got an update, got an update, and then Apple TV Plus, which is a streaming service. But was then there's also teased. Apple TV channels. Oh my god! Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So that it's kind of like it's kind of like they took Netflix and they just they split it, it in two, because so Netflix does two things: they serve content that they made themselves, and they serve content that um, is available like on From other like, services. Yes. Yeah. And Apple TV channels is kind of like the licensed part only it's like focused on tv channels it seems so you can do this through hulu today or amazon today you can right. subscribe to those channels inside their app and yeah. then they're there and it's like apple was like oh it's revolutionary well and let me yeah it is like paying extra yo but that's that's apple's game forever they're yeah. like look a touchscreen and we've already seen it though they were the first ones to do it right yeah but this time it's not so it was right, revolutionary but anyway Wait, okay, so channels is uh, I'm in the US and I have a uh, direct TV. Yep. I pay I pay per month for cable TV. Yeah. Yes. And what they're saying is you log in with your login from direct TV or whatever and you can watch all those channels through your Apple TV without needing to plug a coaxial cable in. Or it. buy them a la carte individually as well. The oh. skinny bundle. Um, my understanding was you needed the cable. No, that's the okay. new thing here. Yeah. That's nice. So that's the whole cell. So you can just have like HBO, for instance. Yeah, but that's the same as what... Yeah, so that's basically what they have today, except you can buy it directly through them instead of through HBO. So it's kind of an app store for channels. Y- yeah, yeah, it's what Amazon Prime Video has had for years. And then the other thing that comes with this is you could subscribe to hbo or hulu through the tv app and not have to download yes those apps on your apple tv so it's like you can browse the whole hbo now collection without leaving the apple tv app i thought i thought the whole presentation thing about this bar was so boring it was an hour and confusing oh yeah. terrible like even if we just do the an TV hour part, it's two hours the whole well, thing the TV was two thing hours. started at well, like it was about an hour because I went to the grocery store when that started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. I'm done. Dude, no, but honestly, the whole thing was like... One of the worst Apple events I've ever seen. And I was like, I was excited. Like I said last week, I was excited about this. I don't I don't necessarily agree it was the worst. I thought it was anticlimactic. But yes. the diversity of presenters was awesome. Yeah, it was good. The speed that they went through the first 45 minutes was not bad. Yeah, and I then just, the last hour was oh, like... and they were bragging way less in this one. Really? Yeah. yeah I disagree. It was Yo, worse than no, normal. Sometimes, usually they break out the, the graphs and they tell yeah. people oh, like no, how much better they are. That's why they didn't do that, because they don't have anything yet. Yeah, I was I was like expecting the pie chart with like amount of Apple TVs versus the amount of Rokus and Fire Well, they still did and, it, but in words at the start. I think that's fine. It, they breeze through it pretty fast. But anyway, anyway, I'm not going to like defend it. I just like well, I don't think it was their worst event. I just well, I think the last hour was the worst hour I've ever seen an Apple. Uh, yeah, that's can, the can I can I just say that um, that um, jumpsuit that the one of the guys oh, yeah. was wearing? <laughs> but he was like a Hollywood person. Was, right? no, 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 no. He was, he was the head a... of design. Yeah. For uh, he had a cool title, but it included the news platform. Oh, okay. So media good. services, I think it was. Yeah. Guys, get jumpsuits. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the TV. Won't thing. look like Rhymes in the summer. Jumpsuits in the spring, winter. Yes. Hell yes. 
Okay, worst. <laughs> Owen's of not TV. having this. <laughs> I just like the TV thing. Basically, they didn't have anything to show. Right, it was all like we're working on stuff. Well, it was one hour of very expensive celebrities that they work with describing in words the thing they would like to make. It was like a school presentation I, of your ideas. I, first off, anything Oprah's a part of, I'm buying. Sure, so but like, did you I'm notice they put her at the end? And even then, it was not about what she made. I know, but she's like the, you save the best for last. She's yeah, the sure. celebrity. But what I want to say is Steven Spielberg's involved in this. And it's really <laughs> shady because he yeah. went on every news outlet that would listen to him last week yeah. and said, Netflix should be banned from competing or Netflix original Oscars. content should be banned from winning movie awards because it's not fair. Because streaming it, services aren't as good. or what, like, And well, yeah. Netflix has been like aware of this criticism for years from Hollywood. So they've been trying to get more of their movies in theaters. But anyway, yeah. now all of a sudden he's hating on Netflix publicly and then he's doing a competing service yeah. and working with Apple and HBO. It's shady. Yeah. And like, honestly, what an underwhelming way to present this. Like they didn't have any ways, they didn't have any trailers. There was like five second clips right I, at the last minute. It didn't minute. bother me, whatever. Whoa. So the Apple TV Plus thing, is that also, like, it, it, it was confusing because they exactly what what does it actually do they do like behind the scenes content no it's the their netflix competitor but all you'll be able to get in it is apple content apple original content yes so it's like the the thing that i hate about this the most is like it it will make everything just more blurry and annoying yes and also like still unclear what benefit is here really and we also don't know how much it costs it's probably expensive i'm not excited for I'm this i'm calling like between 15.99 and 19.99 i think 15.99 is the the number the only thing i really like is that they're bringing everything to mac as well yeah that's strange well it's that's weird not strange. well no it's it is strange because it was strange it's wasn't there a dedicated yet. app well it's strange that it hasn't been the case because right now if yeah. you want to watch movies on your mac it's itunes on netflix.com <laughs> right well right what, what i'm saying is like it's the most apple way to do it because you have to have a whole app i don't mind that i do mind the apple news app because well can we talk about the apple news well let's just finish tv really right. quickly just because okay look i was going into this i was like okay i'm i think i said to freddie last week like i'll pay for this or maybe it was a few weeks ago i was like i'm, I'm gonna pay i'm ready to pay for this and then at the end i was like I don't know if I, I like, I felt like I didn't want it. Like, it, it was just like celebrities saying the thing they want to make. And it was a cool thing. I, but I I, th- I think that it's, it's okay they don't have trailers yet. It's like when, what they do for these Star Wars movies where they have like all these teasers and celebrity interviews leading up six months to the trailers coming out. Like, yeah, I, I think it's fine. But it was just a boring way to present it. It is a boring way to present it, but it's pretty normal for the movie industry. What my issue is, is... Their whole draw for an entire streaming service is we're only going to have original content. Yeah. And I think it's naive. I think they should yeah. do licensing like Netflix because right now I'll buy a movie on iTunes. And if How they were is... like, oh my God, if yeah. they were like, hey, $30 a month and it's unlimited any movie, any TV show, yeah. I would pay $30. Or like, I mean, it's, like, if you subscribe yeah, to this. That it's... was actually what I what I expected as well. Yeah. I expected that they would just like redo basically the iTunes yes. uh, thing and just give you, because that would be great value because they have really good content. Right. It's always like, 
you can watch it immediately. Like it's great. Like it's I love that. HD. Well, yeah. like or some sort of even if it's not like this paradigm where you're like getting everything, but maybe you get like two free uh, anything from iTunes. Right. Like it just felt like the cell wasn't there. I feel yeah. nickel and dimed. Well, the whole event was like this, and we can now rewind to this. It was like that. It was four different things that you could pay the money for, one after another. Like you're going to give us money monthly for this. You're going to give us money monthly you're for that. You're going to get a credit card with us. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and everything, pay for everything on it. With I this. think this sets up for next year. So they, I think they're well aware that now they've got too many subscription services. Yes. I think next year what we're going to see is them roll out a series of bundles. I actually Where have an argument against this argument. <laughs> I think I think they're seeing like recurring service revenue is the whole every tech company is doing this. Yeah, they're all moving to this model of like let's get as much out of you per month as we mm. can. I think Apple's going to start doing bundles, and it's going to yeah. be similar to the Microsoft one that came out last year, where you get hard, like leasing hardware, and then you'll get services included, and Apple will tier it. You know, let's so, say I don't think they're going to do it because of this. Oh. I think Apple doesn't want you to see the price. And that's the same reason. Like, basically, Netflix doesn't send invoices. They used to and they stopped doing it. And the reason for that is uh, they did a presentation about this. If you tell people how much money they're spending on a monthly basis, they're thinking of it every month. And so it's in Apple's interest to debundle it because it's like, oh, it's only $10 here and $10 there. They won't show it ever. Uh, the psychology on it is really interesting because there are a couple services. And I can't think any off the top of my head, but they'll send you an email of like, we're going to bill you for next month in 10 days. Slack does. Google, Cushion. Quip does it. Yeah. Quip the toothbrush, not the mm. Salesforce service. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I I, think I don't know. Yeah, I can see the argument. I always way. see when I see that I I think this is a transparent ethical company. Even if they're not, mm. it just like gives me the perception that they're being honest with me. Yeah. Anyway, I, I do I do see them doing like tiered bundles where it's like the base one's like a hundred dollars a month and it comes with iCloud storage and some of these services plus a mm. phone and a laptop like an air mm. and then you go up from there with like a pro and an apple watch included and you, airpods like they will I, definitely I, do this but only in the u.s yeah because this well, already exists for phones and we don't get it so much of the shit they announced was u.s everything only. except um <laughs> apple tv stuff so apple news can we talk about apple yeah. news oh Okay, so... I'm still mad. I know you're mad, but let's talk about, like, a couple of the features of it first. Well, let's talk about what it is. It's $10 a month. For Apple News Plus, <laughs> which is different from Apple News. And it's not Disney Plus or Google Plus or... So, Apple News is similar to Google News. It's an aggregator, which I wonder how it will be affected by Articles 11 and 13 or whatever they are now. Yeah. The same way. Well, it's not available in Europe. It's not available in Europe, and it is extremely U.S.-centric to the point where, okay, even if Google News isn't officially supported in a region... Mm. You could still log in and search for, you know, your local news outlet yeah. and get it. With Apple News, if you type in the word, like you can set keywords to like, and it groups topics. Yeah. You can set a topic mm. and it'll group, or you can set a publication. You can put in like the outline. It'll be like all the outline aggregators. Yeah. Just type in the word Dutch. There's like nothing. Really? Like even, even if they don't translate it, yeah. they don't do anything to huh. it. Just like deliver me an existing news source. It, like, doesn't support it. So the magazine it's thing weird. is separate from that, but it's in the same app. Yes, so News Plus is mostly magazines, which yeah. is confusing. I think they should have called it Apple Magazines, but I don't Newsstand. think... <laughs> which they had before. <laughs> I don't think they would get as many subscribers if people... 
if it was called yeah. magazine. But no, anyway. they should have everything in one app, just like Blendle. I love so Blendle is a service here in the Netherlands uh, that makes you read news articles and magazine articles by the article, basically. So I think you pay ten cents to like fifty cents per article, uh, or you can get a subscription, or at least it used to be that you can pay by article. Yeah, the business model on that part didn't make any sense for the publisher. No, uh, right. Which is why they pulled out of the US. Right. So they they changed it. But the thing that I really like about it is that like you can read just one article from yeah. and one magazine. Without um, flipping through it or something. Yeah. And yeah. then maybe on the same topic, uh, the newspaper hmm. also wrote something. And then you can read that as well. Kind of like that you, you get this kind of web of um, information. And sometimes like... It's not really that clear anymore when something is a magazine or when something is like no, more no a news line. article. Yeah. So most newspapers here also have magazines mm. that they bring out on Saturday. They are my favorite thing. Um, would that be in the in the magazine store or in the news store? Yeah, it store, would be in right? the Apple magazine store. Well, no, Look, because the it... Apple magazine store is, is 300 plus mainstream magazines. Yeah. Like large distribution magazines already. So the biggest ones I can think of are National buy... Geographic. An actual one magazine or article from the magazines. No, you okay. can't buy one. You, you know, you have to buy the subscription for all of them. You yeah. can't oh. be like, I would like to buy Oprah magazine. It's No, it's $10 a month. You buy $10 a month. And I'm on the 30-day free trial right now. Yeah. And I read O magazine. I read Out magazine. I browsed the National Geographic and the Essence magazine because they have cool, like, mm-hmm. the moving covers. Oh, the, like, oh, live yeah. photo version mm-hmm. of the covers. Which like is literally the best feature. Yeah, I like that. This is the equivalent of the screensavers on the Apple TV. You're yeah. like, this looks nice. Yeah, also, that's the sell there. Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah. It looks like Harry Potter. You're totally right. I it didn't is. even think about that. That's the first thing I saw. So, I yes. The question I have for this is this doesn't make any sense for publishers. Well, and it I think it hurts smaller publishers the same way that you tried to get charged in Google News and yeah. kept getting removed. You can't get not, in. Yeah. You don't publish as frequently as mm. BuzzFeed. Sure. You know, so you can't and so this is the equivalent for like smaller magazines and zines. It's like they're never going to get in because they're not, they don't have they don't have NAS creative teams. Yeah, exactly. And even if you did, I don't know if the money would offset how much work you'd have to do. Like even for National Geographic, if we look at what um, leaked about the deals in this, it's 50% of all revenue goes to Apple. Right. So that so, leaves $5. Which is the same as like medium subscriptions. Yeah, but it's then like it's $5. subdivided by how many people clicked it. So you split clicked that $5 with like, 300 magazines maybe right but i'm gonna read like four magazines a month let's say yeah for example sure but it's still it's so that's like a dollar 25 right. per magazine but they might have gotten zero dollars for me because yeah but that's never less have... than just selling one physical copy yeah which is yeah. a lower barrier <laughs> which is like 12.99 or something yeah yeah for the higher end ones i think uh the worst part for publishers about this is they not only lose their brand a little bit like it strips them of the control over the way that they illustrate themselves other than this cover thing but it also strips them of their direct connection with their audience they're not allowed to reach them they're not allowed to email them they're not allowed that's, to have a relationship with that that's person. apple's sell on it but it's the same with the tv thing yeah you've got a, a random id assigned to you in your apple news app and that's what that the publications get national geographic it's a series of digits that represents you right 
and, and they it, get a little bit of data yeah it's a consensus that. right now in the industry that the only way to build a sustainable thing is to build a relationship with your subscribers yeah. and so it's like it's a bit tough like i think no tracking is great but there's a difference between no tracking and not being able to email somebody ever you know like or send a push notification that's not something you get mm. and i think it's dangerous that's why the new york times is not in there and it They're will never in be in there because yeah. you used to buy you could buy the new york times through uh, the ibooks app mm. which is now i think just books and i'm not sure i think you can still buy the new york times there yeah it's problematic i think i like the idea of it and then uh, it's just such a weird everything about the way they pitched it was so strange like here are some publishers the wall street journal and then they get in a fight with the wall street journal on twitter hours later like wall street journal's like oh yeah some of our content is in oh, apple no. news and then apple is like no it's all of it and they're like no <laughs> it's not all of it oh no you know and that's i find that weird and you're right the web, it should have a web version it's completely useless actually if it's I, a... I wish it was i wish it was web because a couple reasons one i'd like to go to the website on like my android phone um oh yeah but right now it's like i read it on my ipad and that's it um and also so i think people that have ever developed for ios know like to get text to sit in certain places can be as challenging as trying to get text to center in css like sometimes which is a solved problem now right exactly and so um and i know the app is recently released so hopefully it changes but you know i've got my ipad in landscape and i have the news plus app open when i'm reading a magazine which is kind of cool i've been enjoying it so far and then i want twitter on my screen as well and i do the little split screen thing Mm. and it can't figure out how to align the text oh yeah it's like i have this huge column of white space the line text the edge of that screen and then the twitter column it's like the text layout's not working right and it's also the text sizes have been weird Mm. you know you can set your universal like minimum text or like average text size default text size on ios yeah it's just it's they're all that all skew a lot smaller and you can like Mm -hmm. go in and up it but it does it's not universal it's like per magazine so like Weird. every magazine i've opened i've had to like go in and maybe i'd get my eyesight's bad but yeah but it's such a weird all of it is so weird if I it just... was just web standards though i you know if this was a web app i think they would benefit a lot from what it, gives but... me a really like feeling sick thing from this is like how similar this feels to when facebook pivoted into news or whatever it was years ago because when they were like oh yeah we're seriously into video that's what it was buzzfeed hired like 100 people wall street journal hired 100 people all these people hired all these video people and then two years later when facebook decided oh we don't really care about news anymore they fired hundreds of people and the same thing is happening here wall street journal was like tweeting oh yeah we're hiring 50 journalists to work on apple news i was like why are you betting your whole organization on this thing? It's such a risk. You don't I mean, own it. Yeah. I, what Apple is saying to all of these partners is we have a billion phones in this app's installed by default. Monopoly. Oh, yeah. but I, That was my favorite that, slide, by the way, with the number one news app. And I was like, you're the number one news app that's pre-installed on every phone yeah. ever. <laughs> but that's their sell. That's, that's literally what they're saying is like, hey, we've got eyeballs. That was actually the biggest takeaway I had from the event is Apple's unself-awareness about how they talk about their services that exactly talks to Europeans' like interests and m- monopolies and stuff. Right. Like They were like, we're the biggest news service. We're the biggest company. We're the only one who could do a credit card on your phone. I was like, 
fuck, this is dangerous shit that you're saying. Let's talk about a credit card for a second. Oh my god. It's, oh, this is... it's fintech, it, all of European fintech, and a very shiny card, which looks cool. Yeah, I was going to say, like the, the card looks really fucking great. I would, I, I would love that card. And a, I hate on like metal cards all the time yes. because I think it's bullshit. But it is. But it's not just any metal, it's titanium. <laughs> I know. It's apple titanium. Oh, I want to, yeah. So it's, yeah, it looks really fucking beautiful, but... It, um, it's meaningless if you don't live out in the US. That, that's for sure. Um, just like the rest of the Apple event. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> except, except Arcade is going to launch globally. And there's one thing that's gonna like launch in U- in Europe, starting with the UK. That's gonna be <laughs> so great. So Apple anyway, card like was the... fascinating, wasn't it? Like yeah. I was watching, I was like, oh, this is really cool. They're really like becoming a card company now. Yeah, and I was actually kind of excited for it. And the the graphics, the great that they do with like the app and the spending money and whatever the fuck. It was a bit hairy at some point, where they were like, if you do this, then you get two percent spending money or. I was like, what? Like, that's I'm, a very American sale, yeah. I'm like not the cash really, bag. Yeah, that. But that's, yeah, maybe it's just because I'm not used to that because we don't it's really very, have that. It's very, very common. Mm-hmm. But um, um, it's the end of Apple, I think. I could actually oh, was about take. to say that was my take. I felt like this was the moment that, you know, yeah, like... I've they're been, no longer nerds anymore yeah, that make cool tech. really critical about them in the last few years, but this really, like, struck me as, like... This is no longer the Apple that came yeah. and then, before. And then I think uh, Oprah joining them yeah. is like the next... That was the icing on the cake, yes. I think. Like I love Oprah, by the way. I yeah. fucking love yeah, Oprah. I was about to say, like, don't, don't hate on I love that. <laughs> you know, but it but also like, spoke to, like, their focus is very, very, very far away from what they yeah. were for the last 20 years. Because cell phone sales are dying. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like, it was never this brazen. Like, you know, the MacBook thing that i've been going on about like okay whatever like it was a money grab i argue but it also it was like oh well it's just what it is yeah so now I, it's like this is so brazen yeah it feels like they went from like so you know when you go to a really good restaurant and they only do like one or two dishes but they do them really well yeah that's what apple used to be yeah and now they are kind of like one of those crazy restaurants like what is it called again like the pancake house Fun dining. or like the friendlies huh friendlies Oh, I'm I'm not sure what it is. It's a restaurant with a very large menu. Yeah, uh, so like... Where they got like anything you want. And all of it is $50. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not friendlies. Okay, well, this is like a premium restaurant with everything on the menu. Yeah. It's like oh, in those I, tourist I places in Europe. You it's want like, truffle on that? Sure, we You're have right truffle. by the lake. You've got the good view. So they'll they'll serve you anything it's you like want. It's like a hotel restaurant. Yes. It's, it's expensive. And that that's... You're right. And that's what I felt is like... Before it was like, oh, the iPhone inexplicably is worth more this year. But that's fine. Like, they can get away with it. They can charge it. And then the card thing, I was like, oh, man. Can I give my take on card? Yeah. Okay. First off, they said they're the first to do a digital first. It's just all made up. It's just Revolut it's, does this. Like well, Square Cash does this. Oh, it's yeah. just because it's a credit card and not a debit card. This and the because they say they started with it being digital and then made a physical card. Well, Square did that. Yeah, I, it's exactly. Just, anyway. Um, okay. So this is how I think it's meant to be. I know it doesn't come off that way, yeah. but this is my perception of it. They want Apple Pay to be extremely mainstream, at yeah. least in the United States. It's really easy to do it in tap and pay countries where Apple Every Pay other, exists. Yeah. 
and they even said that in Australia they have 99% acceptance. It's because everybody's tap and pay there. There's it's actually contactless. a revol- revolt against them right now uh, in Australia I mean, because I'll... it's on the retailer to pay the fee for Apple Pay transactions. And um, it's because it's there's five banks that own the yeah. whole industry in Australia. Anyway, um, okay, so they want Apple Pay to be mainstream. And they've been waiting for all the banks, I guess in the United States, let's say, to adopt it more, more heavily. And the but, retail stores as well. Yeah, but I think what they want to see is more functionality yeah. from banks using Apple Pay. Mm-hmm. And there was a spike when like the um, uh, account, uh, the shift happened where uh, retailers had to start accepting the, mm-hmm. the risk from card transactions. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a huge spike in both PIN happening in the United States and contactless. But this is to me the equivalent of Google making a Pixel Book. Yeah, they're like, been... hey, OEMs, you can do a really nice experience with all these extra features, and you can sell it for more money, and you can make a lot of money doing it. Here's an example. Yeah, and then they want you know all of these manufacturers to follow suit. This is Apple saying. Look at this really nice experience mm. for Apple Pay. We can get more people to adopt it. We can lower our risk. We can do some cool new things with it. See, see Chase, see Bank of America. You can also do this. I think that's their play. I actually didn't think it was against the banks. I thought it was just to get around. Well, so banks was half of what I saw, but the other half was like, this whole thing is just designed to short circuit the fact that in America, it's literally news if Target accepts Apple Pay. Yeah. So whereas we, here, it's like every place will have it or not. I was I was thinking, you know, because it's got the a physical card. It. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking I mean. the, 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 the card is basically a dongle for Apple Pay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a physical <laughs> object. It's a USB-C to lightning adapter. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. The card is just... Um, to keep you on the platform. It's, it's the yeah. most... When you go to that business that doesn't accept Apple Pay... Right. You can still do it. It's so that you're still using the card. But... And so that you come back to using Apple Pay. The thing right. is that I was really sad about that is because, like, okay, so when they introduced Apple Pay, I loved the vision of not having to bring my wallet anymore, mm-hmm. right? And they completely broke that now. Yeah. Well, so Jeff... They're like, haha, wallet anyway. No, I, I think they still want you to keep your wallet at home. Mm-hmm. It's just... 10 years away and and they run the bank <laughs> that's the sell well yeah. goldman's gonna run the bank because if they run the bank then apple the will apply goldman no they, they literally do this to isolate themselves from being shut down for being a monopoly nah. like regulatorily nah. to become a bank you have to follow so many different rules they wouldn't that's be easy. able to operate their business no, the but that's same easy way. you run apple bv yeah. uh, apple pay bv uh you acquire somebody random globally first this is what i would do if i was tim cook and i bet they will do it you buy abn umro a dutch bank you offer all your financial services outside of the u.s through some sub bullshit regulatory environment in every country for banking is different that it's such a pain that's why square is only in five countries still it takes forever to get a new market so here's why i think tim cook is so friendly with the current government though i think that they think they could get away from Mm, any monopoly legislation because it's a u.s company if they say the words we're starting a bank a u.s first bank this administration will lose their shit for it like it, I think it will just pass like this. The same reason that Time Warner merging with um, what's the other? They they acquired that cable company. 
and now it's like the biggest cable monopoly in the world and it got passed by the trump administration because it's the us and i think they see but that's what my takeaway from the card was like they see a huge window right now the banks are slow i agree and they didn't see them responding so instead they're going to take the market and i think the next logical step from here is like apple invents some sort of self-made payment network like ideal this dutch one or, which allows you to pay without even touching mastercard or to take the market and then leave it hanging for 15 years yes. until someone else does something. <laughs> well no i think that's it i think they're going to make an end run around banks here like it'll be but that's what's weird to me about this whole presentation of apple pay in america it was revolutionary and i was like man i have this in like three fintech banks <laughs> like they're like oh it's the only card that doesn't uh store your card details or like the card number rotates on the physical card i was like my, I also, my revolute does that i also wonder about ethics yeah. so the thing that i hate about all these bank startups here in europe is that they're usually ethical like they're not like it's really bad. ethical they're mm. bad like they're all there's always some weird fucking shit warheads happening. human resources all of the like all of the bad things bunk yeah yeah but uh, yeah um they have a chat group where they were like sharing the revenge porn yeah that's like this dutch bank right yeah yeah it's well it wasn't like from bank, the bank itself think, but like from people around it and they called it look bunker uh, so if you're dutch you know what i'm talking about but that's the exact problem of the banking industry is it's like this horrible old business where like it hasn't even like they're like diversity isn't even a conversation there yet combined with the startup world it's just like the worst of the worst in one place so what but what do you mean about like monopoly in terms of apple like you were saying you were worried about where no, this the goes ethics. yeah the yeah. ethics of it yeah like what what is what is their deal like how like i mean this is a thing that runs through goldman sachs right yeah which is the it's their first consumer product as well and the cool i think the coolest takeaway from the apple pay actually was that in terms of ethics it is private and this is the only card that isn't reselling your information to other people okay that's for cool. marketing purposes for marketing that purposes, slide was the written by lawyers yeah, yeah. I, no but like twelve thousand lawyers <laughs> it's hey, like this... goldman sachs will never sell your data to anyone for marketing purposes <laughs> and you're like okay so sell they could give it away for free for other purposes not marketing purposes what are marketing purposes and yeah, also aggregate just... anonymous data also could be sold for marketing yeah anyway so this episode is so depressing i'm so well, sorry so here's my takeaway i from the event i was like a little bit hurt because i understand that apple has always been very exclusive uh like it's not for poor people <laughs> and what i really felt from this is it's exploiting the kind of people who can't pay up front for stuff so like the arcade thing is so targeted at parents who can't afford to keep buying games i felt like the card was a little bit also like uh, predatory yeah. however they have said they're not going to do fees for anything well no that's what the fees, weird thing no. though is there's actually fees on it that's what john gruber was like chewing them they're like the lowest interest in the industry it's 23 percent and the fees are not there except if you miss the date it's like the most like mm. I, I loved the card page because it had the most caveats i've ever seen on an apple it was like apple pay no hidden fees one uh no <laughs> late payments two you know it was like a wikipedia citation like so no i think all of these things in isolation were really exciting like apple t- apple tv plus pretty cool apple arcade which we haven't even I, we talked should about. Talk about arcade because i think that it, it there it's for parents yeah, and I think it it's an interesting opportunity for any developers to potentially make more money. And it's a really big turning point for the gaming industry. Okay, but it sounds like a boring version of Stadia. 
<laughs> well, so I, yes. I think I think this is actually unfortunate for Apple because I don't think it competes with Stadia at all. But I think they it, made a jab at it too. They did, but I think it was to their own disservice. I think this is like, okay, you you want to have your kid have access to a bunch of different games without having yeah. to pay per piecemeal or freemium these apps yeah. and get all these hidden in in game purchases. Yeah, this is like yeah, freemium is kind of ugly. It's ugly. So it's like okay, here pay a fee. It's a subscription, and you and your family on Family Share. Which they added a bunch of cool family share this time around. Yeah, that was the cool thing with it. Have access to a, a bunch of games. Exclusives even. And I think that it's cool and it's unique. And But Stadia is more like xCloud from Microsoft and the it's NVIDIA. It's like two generations away as well. Like, Yeah, I just think it's a completely different market. This it is, is a like, completely different market. This is like Game Boy versus gaming PC. It's just like yeah. they're different industries and target audiences and, and that's what i felt they misunderstood as well it's like they made that joke it's like it works offline i was like yeah that's kind of the point though like stadia if you want to play like you're on a gaming pc but you're on the train and you have an lte connection you can <laughs> you know, i realize this is a tangent but um so technically if you have a tv and you plug in uh, uh like um Chromecast? What? Chromecast, you can actually already play? Yep, day one. On Stadia? Yep, day one. That's so sick. Yeah. Even no, actually, so cheap if, you, if you have a phone... You can buy like a 40 euro dongle, mm -hmm. add it to your, to your TV. Yep, and play games. Any Even, game in the world. If you have like Android TV, you can actually... Yeah, it's built You don't in. even need, need the dongle. That's why it's. I think it's outrageous how so far along Stadia cool. was. But that's, I think they're, I I they're going to struggle getting games. I think... A lot of the players will be like, we'll build our own. It's just like yeah. Disney's doing with, we'll pull ourselves off Netflix and make our own. So, and I think like Call of Duty's gonna do that or whatever company makes Call of Duty. And they're like, oh, we have our own service that costs the same yeah, amount per well, month. Well, that's already happening. And yeah, I think. But I will say that the caveat here is that they have Epic Games on board. And well, that completely, good. well, that's Unreal Engine and 80% of games are made on this. The other interesting thing about Arcade was be, they said that they were gonna help developers port the games to mac os yeah i actually that and, was my takeaway from and i was like "Ooh, that's interesting because it's marzipan it is marzipan and that's stadia works on mac and now this it's like because the whole gaming industry at least the serious gamers have always been like you have to build pc yeah well that's the weird thing and about arcade like though is they're like shift. cutesy games well, that's fine yeah I mean, that's look fine at, but they're not um, the games that people were asking for on the mac what's the us two game the... Oh, the weird, the exclusive one. No, no, the, uh, the, oh, one, the old one, Monument Valley. Monument Valley. That's a cute game, and it's like one of the most popular mobile yeah. games ever. Totally, but I never wanted it on my Mac. Oh, I would play it on my yeah, Mac. Yeah, but this is what, like, this Finger is screen. the difference, I think. What Apple's one was like looking at is like, what's the cheese in front of them? What Apple's one was looking at was what the cheese in front of their noses is like, oh, well, let's put these things everywhere. Google's one was like, fuck it, whatever you've got, use it. Like, we don't care. And I think you're right about the, like, it'll be hard to convince developers, but I do think that the difference between Stadia and Arcade is Google's sellers, you can make games that you physically could have not made before. And you can reach people who have an iPhone and no gaming computer, and that is a huge leg up. I think it really starts to show again the, like, difference between Google and Apple where they're not really competitors. One is a technology Google company. And the other one is a marketing well, and technology company. I was going to say, like, Google makes services. Yeah. And Apple makes hardware. 
Interesting. And their goals at the end of the day is Apple wants to sell more hardware. And that's why it's like, well, arcade's exclusive to Apple products. And you want an Apple TV for our exclusive content and like all this stuff. And yeah. Google is like, hey, we want you to play Stadia wherever you are. Yeah. And that, that's the biggest difference. And like, that you was can the see interesting that... takeaway from the Apple event is TV was cross platform for the first time, except Android devices, notably. Mm. How, oh, that's right. We didn't yeah, talk we, about They didn't do that and but what what i will note is apple is willing to make things cross-platform when it's convenient but it was a strange omission that like arcade and other stuff when they're launching the services play doesn't make it out of that garden like i found it odd that their addressable audience like only sometimes overflows like music and tv but arcade didn't it's it's like i was saying i'd love to read the news in a browser yeah i mean it's like but that I think that's fundamentally like where this is going to land in two or three years is like was Apple's bet on native apps or the web, Google's bet on the web the better bet? And we don't know right now, right? Like, I'll say it ten times again. Yeah. Let me install different operating systems on my Apple products. Yeah. Like put Boot Camp on an iPad. Oh like man. The Let me run Android on an iPhone. I it's good hardware. Yeah. Let me bring anything I want to it and then Imagine. sell more hardware. You know, it's... I'd buy an iPhone that ran Android. I think they're also like... I think this is a little bit of like... Pl- so they have platform lock-in with phones right now because iMessage. Yeah. You know, I have iMessage. I can't go to Android. If so, Apple wants my money, make an iMessage subscription on Android. <laughs> they. That's like the thing keeping people on iPhone. It's like, I need my blue bubble. That's Blackberry so, Messenger again. So I think this is, they're just like, okay, we need like one other hit. Because like eventually RCS chat is going to make its yeah. way. So that was my takeaway from the Apple event is like the story was really messy, actually. Like I struggled to understand where this all lines up and how... I don't know. It just wasn't super coherent to me what this will look like in a few years because it was just like, here's a thing we're doing. Here's another thing we're doing. And also you can pay for this. And all of them were like, eh, maybe like, yes, but well, this is the, I think when we were talking about like the wall street journal hiring 50 reporters for mm-hmm. this, Apple is not going to stay focused on no. news in two years. I don't think they're committed to any of this. It's like, throw it at the wall, see what happens. Yeah. I'm a little worried of just like, they can't pay attention to all these different products at once. And you can see that across. Yeah, like, (laughs) that's a great example. Although the IMAX got a bump last week. Yeah, I did see that. So, what, what? but they ship. They're shipping it with a really slow hard drive. I know. I have. I have that model. <laughs> spinning disc. I have that model. I have the fusion drive with the spinning, yeah. and I would recommend it to nobody. It's junk. It's literally the worst experience. <laughs> Out of the box, it takes like five minutes to turn on. <laughs> it's like a fourteen hundred euro computer, which is low for a desktop. But I was yeah. like iMac. They started like twelve hundred. Yeah. It'll be great. Why doesn't have a solid state? It does. It's, it's a got a small combo. solid state and then a, a slower spinning drive, Fuck which that is to shit. save money. And even though some stuff runs on the solid state, it's not enough stuff runs yeah. on the solid state, and I don't know why. Ugh. Oh, I upgraded the RAM, and I should have gone for the yeah. SSDs. But so anyway, here's what I realized from in the market for a Mac. Don't get the future yeah. drive shit. So here's the the takeaway I had from the Apple thing was actually. Holy shit, Apple might single-handedly bring upon the subscription apocalypse. I think that yeah. every single person on this planet has a mental number what their maximum is. It's probably about $100 a month on subscriptions. I already feel it. Like every time a website's like a subscription, I just put, paid for something yesterday. I was like, 
oh, this is paining me. Yeah, I was I, I was actually looking at this this morning because I was paying rent, and um, I was looking at my Netflix subscription mm. and my um, Spotify subscription, and those are things I don't really want to miss. But specifically, my Netflix subscription is a thing that I use off and on again. Yep. So, um, for instance, last week I in the weekend I watched two Netflix shows, which is great. Good weekend, um, but um, I. I watched um, a Russian doll. Oh, and, Russian dolls, so good. <laughs> and uh, Working Moms. Oh, nice. Very oh, off-brand for me, but really fucking good. I love it. They talk a lot about depression and about oh, wow. like they're really fucking real. I love it. Anyway, um, but then there's also weeks, maybe even months, that I don't even use it at all, and I'm like, yeah, it's fifteen euros now. So here's what I think will happen with these services. I don't think that. It will be that like nobody wants to buy the Apple one. You will cancel something to get the other thing. And then you'll cancel that to go back to something. Like it's going to end up that people are just bouncing between shit and the money is more unreliable than before. So it also already like shows like people are always like whining for like paying for software. And I think you should pay for software. I buy anything I can outright at this and point. Next to that, like for instance, I think people should pay for their porn as well. But, yeah, that's a great way to circle back. But Absolutely. that's that's like one of those things that a lot of people are like, but yeah, an other subscription and there's so much free stuff. So yeah. why would I do that? Um and 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 like the Apple thing is just gonna I think it's really gonna to hurt that. them in five years or ten years, because yeah. I think that there's gonna be a squeeze on it. Because every company is doing this. They see them the gold mine. Yeah, it- I'd rather have everyone like pay ten euros a month for their porn subscription than for Apple Plus whatever the fuck subscription. But it's a real I apple it, porn plus yes please <laughs> yeah it, never gonna happen never gonna happen i was gonna say that was the biggest thing from the the tv thing actually is like it was like the most dad mode yeah all their content is gonna be wholesome quote unquote. apparently politics and nudity are banned i'm i'm kind of like i what's the point then? so it's like tim cook apparently personally approves all of these <laughs> i'm so bored of this now like why does everything have has to be cushioned in disney like fuck yeah it's american conservatism just like yeah and i don't mean like the conservative party i just mean like people being conservative it's yeah it's a weird thing especially in the context of like comparing to other countries you're like you really can't believe it i i really think that maybe we all feel that it's a weird time especially for the subscription stuff like it's hard to know where this will land yeah it's basically i've said this before but it's basically the 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 cd format race it is, and it's a it's a winner takes all. But it's more complex, complex, and it's I I I think in this race it is possible that multiple ones yeah stay afloat. But because... as a millennial, it made me feel sick, which sounds like the worst sentence I've ever said. But I feel like horrible because I know that I'm stuck with this for ten years, or like right. nothing. I can't own anything. Anymore. We are fucking up so much of this world for Generation Z. It's insane. Yeah, my favorite article about all of this is this New York Times one from two years ago when Spotify was getting really popular and was like talking about the problem for children today because there's no object permanence. And so like if you're a child born today, 10 years from now, uh, your parents won't own physical records. They won't own many things. And that is an exploration mechanism and like a thing that you have as you're a kid because that you understand culture and you mess around with the records, whatever, cassettes, I don't know. Um... And now it's just like all subscription based. So uh, 
what they found is a lot of kids don't explore they just get like whatever comes to them and it's a real problem long term that people don't like you don't bring culture to you anymore like your home is just this place where services arrive on a screen and i'll put it in the or on a delivery robot yeah and i i don't know what i mean i think you know i feel like old man shouts at cloud and like i think all of this isn't necessarily bad oh no culture is changing this could be a bad thing and i think not necessarily but i think we should think twice about it as well that's i that reminded me of a thought i had about apple news if i could jump back for a second is when kindle became popular yes everyone's like well, libraries will close and people will stop buying physical books. And like, it turns out that wasn't the case. So true. I think Apple News is the same way. It's like, it's the people subscribing to it to read magazines aren't the people that were already buying magazines yeah. for the most part. I think it's just like net new. And yeah. I think that's why the lower price still makes sense to these publishers. I don't, yeah. I actually think it it's going to kill them. And no. we, I'm going to sit a reminder. I, I mean, I read three magazines this week that I would never have bought. No, but that's exactly my point is like they yeah, lost more money on their process. Yeah, maybe you will actually buy one in the future because you liked it. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have a 10-year-old su- subscription anymore, but you're like, this magazine I really liked, so yeah, I'm going to so buy that, that. That is fine, but the byproduct of that is it erodes the perception of value for the other people. And next to it, yeah. like I think, um, like I'm usually quite negative, but I think... The, the the image that you just sketched, Owen, with uh, people not owning anything is also a, a bit too negative because, like, I mean, as, yeah, what Zach just said with the, the Kindle is a good example, but there are so many people that are actually, like, in response to the whole, um, we just used Spotify for music, mm. now are super into records and into yeah, but sound that's, and into But it's an exponentially like smaller piece of the pie. What I'm saying is, like... It, yeah, when I'm not sure, though. There's a lot of people that just love have, having physical stuff. But isn't that interesting that, like, nostalgia as an export exploitation mechanism yeah. of companies is now the monetization strategy. So records became big once you struggled to, like... Everybody would just buy every fucking CD before... And it's the same with like companies like Nintendo, maybe a bad example, but like they now see nostalgia, old school, like whatever, as money on top of the one, like the Apple thing is the same. It'll be like, at some point they'll be like, oh, you can get this one as a uh, physical tiny iPhone. <laughs> I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, in a if- way, I wish that they kind of like made magazines slightly better, maybe. Mm. Because they didn't add anything. That's what I felt, actually, is it didn't add anything to Except the... Except for the covers, which are great. But, yeah, yeah, those are cool. Um... <laughs> well, they they also integrated hyperlinks, yeah. which I know is, like, basic web, like we were talking about. But, like... They won't you know... work in Europe, though. Yeah, it'll never <laughs> come here. I mean, all of this stuff will never. Right. Same with Apple Card. Like, that's US and Canada. See, only. this is a very depressing episode, especially for European people. Can I'm I sorry. just get one more depressing thing in there? Yes. Um... The process. To, to the point of too many subscription services and too much cost. So Netflix raised their prices and they did. Everybody was up in arms, rightly so. And they said, look, we've been charging the same amount for over a decade mm. for our basic plan. And inflation has changed by this percentage. My so salary didn't change, but that's what I was gonna say, Owen, is like everybody that's under executive level across the every industry. Mm saw almost no increase in wages over the same time period. Yeah. So you've been making less money because inflation has gone up. Yep. 
The yeah, executives that's... have gotten richer. This is, I mean, this is the same problem that like we're shift. talking about with like the Republican tax plan that like yeah. gave all these rich people more money and everybody's wages are stagnant. And this shift is symptomatic of that. It's like the reason people aren't buying iPhones is A, because they last longer and B, because they don't have the money. Right. If you're going to keep increasing the price of the iPhone every year, but I'm going to make the same money. It's I'm funny not though. Gonna be able to afford it anymore. You know what happened when they they made the prices for iPhones really high? I was like, hmm, it's the same price as a designer bag. Maybe I'll just get a designer bag instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you start comparing it. Um, yeah, because I can resell that, and it won't like degrade. And yeah, this happened to the gaming industry, and I think this is why Stadia, Fortnite, and mm. Arcade are all becoming popular ideas and products. Yeah, is every Xbox came out. The games cost ten dollars more. Oh my god! Yes, what we were saying last week, ninety or hundred euros for like one Xbox game is outrageous. Right, and if Apple goes, you get arcade for the same amount for a whole year. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, exactly. I think this this is coming for every industry, and it's really interesting because news, ironically, was the first one to feel this, and like they're pushing towards subscriptions, and now like gaming is freaking out, like. The gaming industry for the last 10 days in my feed has been like, holy shit, how do we stop this? Because they now understand that they're going to be beholden to the Spotify problem. Like the three minute song that has to hit all the right notes or it isn't streamed. You know? You know, speaking of gaming and the the amount of subscription services, the death by a thousand cuts is not the subscription services. It's the in-game purchases. Oh my God, yes. The like... $5 $5 here, $10 Freaking there. Freaking EA, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, EA is the culprit here. But that's why they? Fortnite was revolutionary. Is you could buy all that shit if you cared, but it didn't change the game. And that was beautiful. Hey, you know what's funny, though, and that we skipped over when we were talking about Stadia, is Google said, Google presented Stadia basically as a place instead of, like, as a... Ooh, wasn't that a thing that you... Yeah, I wrote that like, in Fortnite. And you're right, right. actually... I hadn't thought about that, but you're right, because it's the place you go to stream games with friends, to yeah. play games with friends. Holy yeah, it's shit. A phys- it's a physical place. It's not a gaming service. Yeah, because they never said it was a gaming service. They said it's a place you go to play games with. Oh, my God. I think they want to replace Twitch. I think they want to replace whoever's owning Xbox. esports right now. Yeah. Twitch. I guess Twitch is. Yeah. I think they're going after Twitch and, you know, bolstering YouTube and... I really agree with the place thing, and I think a lot of people crave that. And I think the sell on this is absolutely like, come here and play whatever you want with your friends, because now they don't have to own fucking Xbox and to play it. The in-app right. purchases also really make sense to me, because yeah. like if I go to a place, say a bar, I also get in-app purchases, but in the form of beer. <laughs> in appetizer purchases. Hey, exactly. there it is. It's really interesting. I think it's just like it's happening across the industry. We don't know what's going to happen. I think. Apple getting in on this now is a cash cow. What happens in the next two years will be fascinating. Like, with Stadia in the play, with Apple's shit in the play, with whatever Microsoft had. Like, we don't need these corporations to save us. And where do we end up? I don't know. Dead. Bye. Debt or debt? Dead. (laughs) Both. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so um, if you have any thoughts about this, I'd love to hear them. If you feel subscription debt, can, subscription I, can I throw in a random overload? thing? Please do. Before we close this out. But do do tell us on Discord. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. is also Come a subscription Discord. service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, oh, and don't you like run a subscription service? I do. Huh? I feel the pain. 
But oh. tell me what you were you going to say. Oh, this is completely unrelated. Last week, uh, Apple had the like three days of Christmas, whatever. <laughs> Tim, oh, Tim Applemas. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Tim Applemas is very yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, if we didn't already have a show title, that'd be the one. Yeah. Um, there were new AirPods. They were. Yep. One on the retail box on the back. There's the power mat, the air oh, power yeah. mat, which is funny. So weird. It works with air power, and you're like, okay. Uh, when's that come out? Also, it had the copyright of like 2018 on it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, AirPods got a little bump, new wireless charging case, longer battery life, faster connecting, whatever. And the interesting thing is you can use your existing AirPods and yeah. get the new case. Right. Well, there you go. I just want to say Samsung like one up them because they just announced their own AirPods thing. And you can char- charge it by placing it on your phone. I saw that. But my like, phone already dies fast oh, enough. Oh, shit. I don't know. It's genius, though. Because like, if you need a little bit more juice for that call... Bitch, I feel like I've been like charging my phone like three times a day. Lately. Oh yeah, me too. Like, what is that? It's because we're all on Discord, extremely oh. online. <laughs> yeah. It's probably because I'm extremely online, and actually, it's streaming uh, Spotify also. It's you're watching motion covered magazines. On I your phone. actually think that people might realize really soon that uh, they don't want to wirelessly charge their phone because it actually does. Uh, decrease the battery lifespan for like 20 percent, and uh, so that might be why it's starting to happen same with mine and because i just do it all day I put oh, it on yeah. that and it hurts it every time i had no idea yep anyway. um oh what i was gonna say is this was a missed opportunity for apple to put a little bit of storage in that airpods case oh yeah because okay you your airpods are bluetooth obviously right there's no cable let them bluetooth the case and like let, let you put some songs on it like an ipod shuffle I love this. Come thing. on, it's genius because then you could leave the house with just your AirPods. It's the iPod Shuffle, but re- Redux. That's but what I'm saying. They, they want to sell you an Apple Watch. They want to sell you a watch, <laughs> and that's why they don't do it. And it makes me so angry. Zach, if I leave the house without my phone, I get anxious. Yeah, but to run. I, I never run. I okay. hate running. I actually find it. I'm ex- like the anti running club. Okay. What are you talking about? Okay, okay, okay. But I still. find it extremely, extremely comforting to leave the home without my phone sometimes. It's so freeing. And yeah, like, nobody will buzz me. I would actually leave the house without my phone. Then I also don't want to bring the case. I just want to have the things in my ear. Yeah. Well, sometimes I just don't want to leave the house. So. Uh, <laughs> Same. <laughs> I want, yeah, I want to watch with LTE in it that isn't this bullshit eSIM thing so I can actually use it. And maybe Europe. pretty, please. Yeah. Someone uh, showed me like a. Third, uh, some company made like a little oh, yeah. iPod Shuffle equivalent that streams oh, Spotify. Yeah, the Mighty. Mighty. Yeah. Be Mighty. Yeah. I want one of those. It's only 60 euros. Yeah. It's really cheap. We'll put it in the show notes. It's I'm actually really one. cool. I, I love that. But this one. is that retro shit again. We're like, oh, remember when you could be offline? <laughs> well, remember when whatever played your music lasted more than a day? Fuck. I just like, you know. So the Kindle, ironically, is the one device I have that does that. But the problem is because the battery lasts so long, I don't charge it ever. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to use it 60 days later, it's dead. (laughs) Wait, speaking of iPod, there were so many rumors on Tuesday last week. So there were three days Mm. of devices coming out, right? I think Tuesday was the iMac bump day. Wednesday was AirPods. Everybody on Tuesday was like, we're getting a new iPod Touch on Thursday. Yeah, What happened to that? I think it is going to happen, but maybe it's not ready. (sighs) <sighs> okay they're trying to put five cameras in it and they yeah can't figure it out. <laughs> i feel like this episode has just been about rubbing your credit card on a screen like, <laughs> like apple, <laughs> apple take it no that was really funny yeah i also yeah. like imagine if the mac could take nfc payments with apple pay that's what i'm gonna say uh 
Yeah, imagine. Uh, I think the iPad's got the hardware to do it. Oh, you're right. I think that they're going to go anti-square POS on an iPad. I, I, I thought that's what they were going to do during the event. I think it's happening next year, but I okay. love Square too much. So, on that note, if you have thoughts about the subscription apocalypse, join us in Discord and chat about it. I actually genuinely am interested if people feel that or not, or if they feel it's better. Like, if it's not just us in Europe being like, lol, subscriptions. I also want to know in Discord, okay, if you have any Apple products, I want you to just list the services, the subscription services from Apple that you're willing to subscribe to at once. Mm. Like, I'm on the free trial of the Apple News Plus. I'm still on the fence if I'm going to pay $10 a month for it. Got it. But I'm on a family share account, so like if my mom is also into it, I would probably just keep it so that we both have mm. it. Interesting. But I don't know. You know, So I'm interested also to hear what everybody's going to do. Okay, so add that, or you can email us, hi at chargepodcast.com, or tweet us at chargetech. Some people did tweet about the podcast last week. I super appreciate it, so please keep doing that. I mean, it's like the randomest bag, but it actually helps so much more than reviews, genuinely. Yes, thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for listening. We love it and we appreciate you all. Otherwise, show notes at chargepodcast.com. Bye. Bye. Bye, Biscuits. Bye, Biscuits. You're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, the show. I forgot the intro and remembered it as I was saying this. Okay. <laughs>